You're listening to Two Pauls in a Pod. I'm Paul Merriman. And I'm Paul Reid. In this episode, we're going to be talking all about protection products, the likes of mortgage protection, life insurance, and way more. Can't wait. Let's get stuck in. Uh, before we get in, Paul, you have a nice background there. It's the first time we're doing remote recording here as well. I'm in the studio. Where are you? I'm actually in Portugal. Um, yeah. yeah, so this nice. is our first remote session. I really thought you were going to be the first one to be remote because you're obviously always traveling, being an actor. I'm all over the place. Um, I, I just got back from Spain, so I, I kind of, I, I swear to God, I'm so cold. It is so cold. Really? Any, yeah, and I'm wearing, I'm layered I'm up. Nice, like, I'm, I'm, not, I'm, I'm nice and hot in Portugal, yeah, Paul. Yeah, 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 I know, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it looks lovely, though. And you're there for a while, eh, with the family? Yeah, here for the midterm, uh, but working over here, so it's a good structure, working for a few hours, take a break, a few hours more, break for the yeah. evening then, obviously, um, swim. trying to do a few hours in the even time, a little swim, um, yeah. and uh, <laughs> yeah, it's it's good, it's good, it's a good break, I love it down here, we're in a place called Quinted Lago, uh, yeah, beautiful. whatever you want to call it, it's a great part of the world, uh, one of my... Um, my financial plan actually or one of my piece of my financial plan we'll discuss in a later episode is definitely to retire down here uh, really? and move down here full time yeah I okay. really I think it's it's a great part of the world so yeah, uh, my auntie and uncle retired down there actually did they? they yeah they did they're very close to you um, so come here sorry in this podcast though this what I just want to get into this because it, it this as usual as many podcasts are uh, uh, that are our ones I'm freaked out I don't know what we're talking about in terms <laughs> of financially I, I don't know where to start so the first thing I might get into here is yeah Mortgage protection. Let's let's mortgage get protection policy. Okay, and we kind of touched a bit on this, just very slightly, but we said we'd come back to it, which is this the episode we're coming back to uh, in our mortgage episode. Exactly. We yeah, um, we so, did actually. Yeah. Um. Again, where like how do you where where would I start on this? Getting mortgage protection okay. policy. Okay, so let's start with why you need it. So mortgage protection policy is a legal requirement when you're going for a mortgage. The bank is going to require that you have life cover, okay? So what that's for, let's say you're a couple. So I'm going to use myself and Sarah again, this example. Say myself and Sarah going for a mortgage with Bank of Ireland. Bank of Ireland are going to say you must have a a life insurance contract. Now, technically speaking, you know, the industry will call it mortgage protection, but it's actually technically called decrease in term. I'm going to get into that in one second. This is really, mm. really, really important. The majority of people, I'm going to say probably 90% of the people out there have a decrease in term mortgage protection policy. And I think it's a brutal policy to have. And I think you shouldn't have it. Uh, I'm just okay. going to tell you why in wow. a couple of seconds. But a mortgage policy is just life cover. Now, the bank will require you, a bank of Ormond said to me and Sarah, you need life cover. If Paul dies or if Sarah dies, the life policy will pay out and it gets paid to the bank in most cases and your mortgage gets cleared. So if I have a mortgage of 450, K starting off, my life policy will start Paul of four hundred fifty thousand euro for myself and Sarah, and it will go along with the policy or the term of my mortgage. So if my mortgage is twenty five years, my decreasing mortgage protection policy is going to be for twenty five years. So with okay. me so far, fairly straightforward. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah twenty five years, four fifty grand. Now, what happens on a decrease in term policy, Paul, is that the policy decreases with your mortgage, okay? And it's the cheapest form of life cover in the Irish marketplace today. So you'll start off with, you know, 450,000 life covers today in 2023, and it will decrease to zero in 25 years because the mortgage will be zero in 25 years, if that makes yeah. sense. Now, in let's say it's over 25 years and 12 and a half years, and the maths aren't correct on this, but just to guess a bit, in 12 and a half years, I'm halfway through my mortgage. My mortgage won't be this figure but just say it was I borrowed 450k my mortgage will be 225k yeah because I'm halfway through it 
my life policy would be pretty much similar. It might be a little bit more, but let's just say the life policy is the same, 225K. Mm. Now, in that case, if I die in, you know, 12 and a half years, 225K or thereabouts is paid out and the mortgage is cleared off and Sarah's hopefully sad that I'm dead, but the light of the mortgage is cleared yeah. off. And yeah. the, fa- there's the family have, you know, good protection in place there for the mortgages need to be paid. Now, where okay. this gets a little bit technical is this. I think, which I'm going to talk about in a couple of seconds, you should have what's called a convertible term insurance product. So a convertible term well, insurance sorry, policy. Just say that again. Sorry, I'm actually taking this down. So convertible, <laughs> what? Convertible term insurance, it's called. So it's basically life cover that covers the whole term for the same 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 level of cover. So in this case, your 450000 remains at 450000 for the whole of the policy. So in 12 and a half years, same example, I pass away. Sarah now gets four hundred and fifty grand paid out, two twenty five goes to the bank but the surplus 225 goes to Sarah and the kids does that make sense so there's like extra cover in place okay do you pay extra for that you pay extra but it's pittance now the reason why I think it's so important they're going to get a little bit tech this is really why I want people to to know the difference because if I pay the premium let's say the premium Paul is let's just say it's 50 quid a month right so the premium is going to be 50 quid a month and myself and and Sarah are paying that policy for let's say 25 years we're going to be paying the life assurance company in around kind of with discounts and various things it can be different but in around if it's 600 quid a year over 25 years be 15 grand so we're going to pay a life assurance company 15 grand over 25 years. I want to have the best policy, yeah? Yeah. I want to have the best policy. Now, what happens, life assurance companies, I think, have it too good in that people don't understand the products and therefore they end up getting crap policies and the ball or the favour is always in the life assurance company. So let's run yeah. this through. I'm 40 years of age. I'm going to take a 25-year product for 450 grand. When I'm 65, the cover's going to be zero. Do you remember I said that the decrease yeah. in term is going to be zero? I'm more likely to die when I'm 65 plus. So the life company has just collected, say, 15 grand, this example, at premiums, know pretty well that I'm probably going to get the 65 years of age plus. Yeah. So that means when I get the 65, the policy is dead and there's no cover. They've taken all the money. It's gone to the life insurance Christmas party or the life insurance profit. <laughs> I'm 65. I'm more likely to die and have no policy. Wow. So the level convertible term, number one, the money stays level, the 450 grand stays level for the term. But there's a kicker on this policy. At the end of the policy, I have what's called a conversion option. And that's why it's called convertible, Paul. There's a conversion option. Now, I know it's getting a little bit technical, guys, but please stick with me. This This is the most important part of a life insurance contract. Yeah. Let's say my policy is with uh, Aviva. On that policy, Aviva have to guarantee to give me another 25-year policy for 455 grand in 25 years' time without any medical evidence. So I could have cancer, I could have a stroke, I could be really, really sick, and I'm going to be 65, don't forget. Now, they're pricing me as a 65-year-old. They're allowed to price me higher because I'm 65 years of age, but I don't have to choose to take 450 grand worth of cover. I could bring it down to 50 or 100 grand to keep the premium. Now, that is a priceless term and condition on a life assurance contract that I think is worth the extra five or six quid a month or whatever it is. That's all now, it would be is think, extra five or six it's, quid a month. It's, yeah, it could be 10, 50, it depends. Yeah, yeah, I'm going to get a few quotes out now in a couple of seconds. It's not yeah. going to be a lot. Now, the reason why this is important, Paul, is let's just run this through in logical terms. And I'm all about logic. And I want people paying for shit that they need. And I want them paying that they have the best for them 
rather than life insurance companies. This is why I always yeah. say never go to the internet and just buy a life insurance contract because you don't know this stuff and they don't tell you on the internet when you're buying these products the differences. They want to sell you the cheap-ass product because they just get paid commission, whatever. Of course, like so anything. The people yeah, yeah, on, yeah. online, like again, the person online that's trying to sell the life insurance contract for mortgage protection... You know, they just want to sell you the policy quickly and the cheapest policy because you'll get covered quickly and they'll get paid commission quickly. And they don't mm. want to go through all the differences between the products, in my opinion. There's one or two really good online sites, but generally speaking, they're all crap, in my opinion. Okay, one or two may be good. Just okay. for a disclosure there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so, if you like, or disclaimer. Not telling you which one. At the end of, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah just say one or two. Yeah, maybe yeah. one, maybe half of one. Yeah. But let's say we get to 25 years. Let's, let's run this through. You're a logical guy, I'm a logical guy. You're pretty much the same age as me, so I'm 40 years of age. Mm-hmm. So let's say in 25 years, the two of us are sitting down. We all know, uh, and you can do all the research in the world, that you know one or two people are probably going to suffer a cancer. Uh, mm-hmm. Or one or two people, by the time you get to age 65, are going to have a stroke, heart attack, cancer, or something's probably going to happen to me or you by the time we get to 65. And in fairness, Claire and Shane are in studio as well. So between the four of us, we could probably say that by the time we get to 65, one of us is going to have some ailment or some condition or some possible thing. And that point, if in 20. <laughs> let's no, pull you're right, straws that's, that's and see logical. who's fucked yeah exactly yeah, that, it, that's it, logical it, as you say it is logical it is straight up now, on let's say podcast. let's say we're all 40 and let's say we take the 24 year de- 25 year decrease in term mortgage protection policy that means we all get to 65 and we've no cover left and yeah. we're all looking at each other and one or two of us are in bits or have a cancer or have a heart attack or some kind of yeah, medical yeah. complaint right now, if you have that medical conversion option, the conversion option on the level term policy, and Aviva have to provide me with cover then. They're saying, right, Paul, you're, you're guaranteed without any medical evidence to get another 25 years. Guys, I'm 65, so they're going to cover me to 90. Yeah. Now, there's four of us in the room. Well, I'm not in the room. I'm online. But there's three of yeah. us in the room, mate. There's four of us here today, right? The chances of the four of us being alive at 90 years of age, I'm not being smart, is pretty, pretty slim. One of us might make yeah. it to 90, two of us might scrape in there, but four of us getting to 90 is probably impossible. Now, if I yeah. have that policy covered to 90 years of age, it means I'm going to get probably paid out. Or myself and Sarah on the policy, there's two of us. One of us is probably going to be dead by 90 years of age. Now, this is not nice to speak about, guys, but if you're buying a life insurance co- contract... People think they're buying to suffice the bank. You're paying somebody to pay out when you die. So you need the contract to be as long as possible to make sure when you die, <laughs> it's paid. You die. Yeah, yeah. So it's not rocket science. It's so simple. I'm paying somebody. Why the fuck would I pay Aviva 15 grand over the next 25 years for when I get to 65, they have to say, cheers for that 15 grand, off you go in there and die with no policy. And just that's on that, basically what happens. Just on that, so you'd start again. You'd have to, if I didn't have the policy you're talking about, you'd start again and say, okay, and they would say, listen, you know, show us your medical reports. All exactly. That stuff. And yeah, at a 65, get, you're probably going to have, yeah, yeah you can, but you might be loaded. So we might talk about this in a second, what happens if you have a loading or if you have a condition or something. But the point is, if you're getting the cover now, Paul, for the extra premium, which is generally pittance, Mm-hmm. I think there's, now there's two reasons why number one must don't forget if I die in 15 years time whatever Sarah gets 450 grand paid out not the amount of the mortgage which could be up yeah. to 200 grand so number one she's financially better off in the next 25 years because the policy pays out more mm-hmm. so the number one if it does happen in the next 25 years she has more cover which is worth the premium and also in 25 years both me and Sarah can go as well and then convert up until 90 now the other thing to consider Paul is on those decrease in term products that decrease 
it pays out on the first person to die. So if I die in 25 years or 12 years or 15 years or 20 years, whatever it is, the policy will pay out. It'll pay out the money that's on the mortgage and then the policy will be knocked off and be killed by the life company because they made a claim. Yeah. And the option I'm talking about, the level term of 450, it's 450 on each of us. So oh. if me and Sarah were to pass away in the next 25 years, there'd be 900 grand paid out to the kids. Wow. That's so there's a whole lot more cover and a lot more of a policy in my favour or my family's favour than there is than the life insurance company. Wow. And I think if my clients are paying that level of a premium out, uh, I want to make sure they have the best. And I want to make sure they have the conversion option. And I think it's worth a tenner or the 15 or the three euro or whatever the difference is between the products. And it's a peace of mind as well. Like when you get to that stage, you're not thinking, oh Jesus, in two, when you're 60, you're going, yeah, five years left of this thing now and all that stuff. It's a peace of mind that it you, is. Know you can, you can yeah. get the same policy. Sorry, one more thing, Paul. Just yeah. say, in 25 years, it'd be way more expensive. Say the policy was 50 yeah. quid today. It could be 200 quid by the way for disclaimer when you get to age 65 but I don't need the full 450 grand because guess what I don't have a mortgage anymore Yeah. so I might, and my, my kids are grown up and they're all set up for themselves hopefully Yeah. Uh, so therefore I might only want 100 grand worth of cover or 50 grand I want something to make sure that when I die something's paid back to my estate and the life company have to actually write a cheque because I've been yeah. paying them for 25 years yeah, so I want to make amazing. sure that they're writing a cheque to my estate so it's really so important just, that you get just, that cover just to play uh, devil's advocate, or just to kind of cover all bases here, what if you what if you don't have kids, you you, you can't have kids, you don't want kids, all that stuff, or that you're you're single and all that kind of stuff, and you're starting to take out an insurance policy or something like that? You know what, Polly? You're getting good at this shit. You must say you are. You're you're, you're listening, but I love this. I love this. There is an it's from all the requests. I, I get a lot of requests. Yeah. Honestly, the amount of people that ask me, "Will you ask him this? Ask him that?" And I was like, "Yeah, yeah." They're asking Look, me as if I know. Yeah, do you know what? Uh, it's the wrong, Paul. Do you know what? Yeah. I, I actually didn't have this in my notes and fair play because I should have done. Uh, and I'm always talking about people that have kids and family. So that's because I have kids and family. No, of course. It's coming from a point of view. But yeah, it would yeah. Lead, yeah, it would lead me more that way. But if you're single and you're not having kids or you don't plan on having kids, there's almost an argument to have the cheap-ass policy because you're not okay. leaving. You're, like, there's no, you're going to be leaving to a niece or a nephew. In fairness, my point of view would be you'd always want the best product anyway because you don't know what's yeah. going to happen in life. So you might yes. have a partner or a spouse by the time you get to 65. Yeah. Uh, and even if it was a nephew and niece, I'd prefer the nephew and niece to be getting the extra money rather than life insurance Christmas party, to be fair. Exactly. So exactly. I think there's an element of both. But yeah, you're probably right as well. If you are single, you don't have kids, not planning on having a family, uh, or you want to be uh, you know, single, uh, you plan on being single forever, you know, which most people probably won't be but you know what I mean as in, uh, if, yeah. if you were thinking that way there's almost a little bit of an argument to say well I don't need that policy because I won't have kids but the other thing to say is here Paul is on all these life insurance contracts and all the contracts we're going to talk about today so whether it be decrease in term whether it be uh, income protection there's some really good add-on benefits out there with some of the companies like so for argument's sake Aviva have a new policy that offers a kind of GP care service a uh, water down kind of version wow, of GP yeah, care for okay. you and your kids and oh, so it adds value to the family and to you as well yeah. and, and all the products there's so many more things as well. that's why and I'm not just saying this because of Ask Paul, you know, because this obviously is just me and you and two Pauls in a pod having a mm. chat. But obviously the, the Ask Paul thing has been quite successful uh, and we do a lot of business with people. I'm not just saying this. I think everybody needs a qualified financial advisor when it yeah. comes to getting a protection product. You, you just can't go online. And, unless you want to go online and spend hours and hours and hours of research or take my advice today and go and buy a, a level tier policy and knock yourself out with conversion. Yeah. That's what you're looking for if you want to go online and talk to anybody. 
But I think it's always worthwhile having a chat with somebody and bringing them through your own financial circumstances, even if it's just about a life insurance policy for a mortgage or whether it's yeah. income protection or what sick, uh, sick cover, whatever you're thinking these things are. It's really important, I think, that you get advice with somebody for half an hour, 40 minutes and Definitely. get it set up the right way and get the overall advice. Yeah, and it, it, again, it gives, just gives you peace of mind, all that kind of stuff. And also you get the kind of benefit of a huge plethora of, of options that you can take rather than kind of just guessing your way through it the It does, yeah. yeah. And also, Paul, there's five main life assurance companies in Ireland. There's also one or two, what, I, what I'd say, well, I'm very careful what I call them, but anyway, yeah. I won't name them, but there's one or two out there outside the main five life companies. So when I'm talking about the main five life companies, and I just I, I will say this, I'm just going to call the main five out because I think if I'm calling out the main five, it gives it's me, obvious, I suppose, yeah. it, 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 it gives people the obvious option uh, on, where to, on, on where to go from. But if you're looking at these things, you're looking at the likes of Aviva, Irish Life, New Ireland, Royal London, and Zurich. So you want to be with one of those five. If you're getting yeah. a policy or a quote of somebody else or an older comp- company or whatever it is. Now, I'm not just saying that because they're the five ages that I work with in my career. I'm saying that because I know the products inside out. Uh, yeah. And I've come across some expensive, expense, really expensive and really ill-advised contracts from other providers over my career. Uh, so really make sure you're one of those. If you're not one of those, you need advice ASAP, in my opinion. Yeah, okay, great. That's brilliant. Paul, another part to talk about here, I'm talking uh, about the five main life companies here, which I've just mentioned. The other thing to consider is that the, the banks, so the banks will provide you with a life insurance quotation, but every bank in the country is tied to Irish life, except for Bank of Ireland. And Bank of Ireland is tied to New Ireland insurance, okay? Never get a product from the bank, okay? So the bank are there to give you the mortgage and to give you lending and to give you credit cards, maybe if you need one, or give you a loan if you need one, or maybe a current account, savings account. Don't buy a product of a bank. A bank is just a broker. Actually, the exact same as way that I asked Paul. It's, it's just a broker, but it's tied to one company. Yeah. But you don't want to be tied to just one company. You want to have the option of five companies. So that's what we would do or any other broker. So it's very important that if you have bought a product from the bank, get in touch with or somebody ASAP and get it looked at because you're probably going to be paying too much and the product's not going to be the best product in the marketplace, in my opinion. Now, yeah. that's my opinion. Sometimes we review these contracts for people and we say, actually, you're better off staying where you are because of cost or because of whatever it is. And that's fine. Uh, we'll always review and let you know what to do. But make sure you get them reviewed and never, ever, ever take the product from the bank. Um, it, it's it, They're just going to be, like I said, one company and you need to have the whole market, especially if you have maybe a medical complaint or maybe something's gone wrong in your life previous with your medical history you know you don't want to be just going to one company you don't want to be walking into Permit TSB and just ending up in Irish life you want to be talking to someone like us or some other broker and you want to be talking about you know yeah Zurich, Aviva, you know, uh, Royal London, uh, yeah. New Orleans maybe, and then even maybe Irish Life, because in fairness, they're sometimes quite good from an underwriting point of view. But it would depend on what your circumstances are. Does that make sense? So does, never, um, ever buy one for a bank. Just going into that, the circumstance as well, if if you have a previous uh, condition, or if, if you had cancer, or if you have cancer, or any kind of previous health condition, how uh, hard uh, is that getting a policy, and how, and what goes into that? Actually, really, really good question, Paul. Again, uh, something to cover off of this for people. If you have a medical complaint, any kind of pre-existing, uh, you need to, t- if you're thinking about getting a mortgage this year or next year, you need to get your mortgage protection or your life insurance in place ASAP because you're going to go through the ringer from a medical point of view. You're going to have to go probably for a medical, depending on the level of cover. You're probably going to be asked for GP reports, specialist reports. You might have to, like I said, if you go for a medical, you might have to get blood tests or faster blood tests, depending on the condition and your age and the level of cover. 
Um, and I know I spoke about this recently actually on News Talk uh, yeah. on Lunchtime Live. They were having a chat with people who couldn't get cover um, and they were, you know, typically cancer patients. So a big thing in the press in Ireland over the last recent, recent time has been in Orange you need to have be medically kind of in remission or out of kind of having any cancer issues for up to 10 years after being diagnosed before you don't have to disclose, before you have no loading. 10 years. Or at the clincher. 10 but after years. After you've been diagnosed France, or being given after the all clear? After being given the all clear, actually, yeah. Oh, yeah after the all clear. So, you know, if somebody has gone through cancer and they've been in treatment for a year, and they, sorry, one of the guys I knew was talking to him when uh, he was actually, say, I think it was 2017, he had an issue. And he's now married. He was married at the time. And he's now gone for a mortgage and he can't get the cover. But he can't actually. The guy that was on air, which was extremely expensive. So in this case, Paul, if you have, let's say, cancer being the worst. So if you have cancer, the life company will look at you six months after you've had the all clear. Okay, so once treatment is finished, you can be all clear. They look at you six months after. But you probably get what's called a loading or a exclusion. So I think what those are. A loading are the loading of the premium. Say the premium was 50 euro and they say it's 100% loading. You're now paying 100 quid a month. Or it could be a 200, 300% loading, which makes it very expensive for these people. But the life company affairs is there from another right point of view to make sure they're trying to protect the pool of people that are insured. So if you're a higher risk, like in a car insurance, you've had a few claims, uh, you know, you have a lower no claims bonus and you yeah. pay more than a neighbor who has had a mortgage that's been, uh, what you call, uh, claims free. So from that point of view, it does make a difference. Now, me personally, um, I think mentioned this in the pod already, I have a really bad kidney complaint. I've got kidney disease since I was a kid. So when myself and Sarah um, ages ago went for a mortgage, uh, well, I was declined by nearly everybody. Um, right. And in fairness, I thought one show and that was got me got me covered in the end. But it was a 350% load uh, because of my kidney what? complaint. So I think like my policy is nearly 700 quid a month or something like so I was extorted at the time. So, you know, I've been there uh, uh, personally. So I know yeah. it's like I can empathize with people that can't get cover or are finding it difficult. So the biggest advice when you're going through the mortgage, you're looking for a house, you're looking for a dream. We mentioned this already in the podcast we did about yeah. mortgages, how wrapped up you are personally in that house. You don't need the stress of being the client or being, you know, loaded or asking all these medical questions. So if you think you're going for a mortgage next year or the year after, get covered now if you can yeah you're paying the premiums for two years in advance but so what at least you have it you have it covered if anything goes wrong the policy will pay out anyway so yeah. um, I'd always recommend anybody even if you're somebody listening to this podcast and you're 20 22 and you're not going for a mortgage you don't have any kids I'd still say get your cover now because it's going to be cheaper because you're younger anyway at 21, yeah. 22 so go for it now make sure it's nailed even take five, 600 grand worth of cover yeah it might have a loading it might cost a couple of quid but you know you're covered for life um, and I think that's really, really, really important because I've seen loads of cases where people are planning mortgages, they're going for the mortgages, they go get mortgage approval, they sell through the process, they get the letter of offer out from the bank and the letter of offer says, you need life cover. And then mm. they can't get life cover, they can't get the mortgage. But they could have a deposit on a house and it's a really awkward one because especially people that have been sick, Paul, because they've gone through a lot. Like if you're a yeah. cancer survivor, you've gone through the fucking mill. Yeah. And, you know, now you're going for a mortgage maybe five years later with all that put behind you and now number one someone's digging it all back up on you looking yeah. for medical reports visits to the specialists asking every, and then you know you might be loaded where you can't afford the premium but most people just have to stomach the premium which is a shame uh, so big advice here if you have a medical complaint reach out get cover in place ASAP okay or try get cover in place ASAP I think that's really important yeah that's really good advice and personal advice as well, which is always, 
Always welcome. Okay, so usually at this point of the podcast, we uh, get into the signs of it, and I want to know the the cost, the premium of all this. Could you break that down for us and give us an example? Um, yeah, I'll give you an example. Uh, I know this just kind of roughly off the top of my head. So if somebody's about 35 years of age, um, and these figures are approximate, they're not live quotes or anything like yeah. that, so uh, don't take them. Uh, approximate uh, at 35 years of age with a 350 grand mortgage, and one of those decreasing term products I mentioned earlier on that we typically see in a mortgage, you're looking at about 30 quid a month, 32, 33 quid a month, I think, um, oh, okay. which is pretty, pretty cheap. Um, and yeah. Again, for the better policy, for the level term, which would have the maybe 350,000 level over, say, 25 years, you're probably looking at about mid-40s, maybe 45-ish. So okay. a little bit more expensive, 14 quid a month, uh, you know, which in fairness... Over the term of the policy does add up, and I'll always do this for people live. So when I'm doing quotations for people, so you've got 14 quid a month, about 160 odd quid a year. And again, over the 25 years, you're probably going to pay four grand more for that policy, but you're going to have way more covered during that policy and also have that option to convert to another policy at the end, which I think is priceless. Um, so yeah, like I said, you're, you're not talking much for these type of policies. That's that's yeah. for 350,000. Now, another one that part, if you look at, I think, a 40 year old, uh, and I just know this from my own age a 40 year old looking for a million euro worth of cover over 20 odd years is going to cost about 100 quid a month uh, if you were 10 years younger at 30 it would only cost 50 quid a month so I can get a 30 year old a million worth of cover uh, for 50 quid a month uh, over wow. 20 years so they have it for 20 years and 20 years when they're, when they're uh, 50 years of age that policy will stop they'll convert to 70 then again they'll probably be charged more they will be charged more but they can bring the level of a million down to maybe 7 or 800 grand or 600 grand to keep yeah. the premium the same 50 quid so it's and if you think about it at 30 years of age you've basically just signed up that when you die the life company's going to give you a million and guess what you're going to die at some stage so it's actually if you die before that example 90 years of age where these most products go to mm-hmm. um, and that's why I mentioned you're not going to a bank some of these products will finish at 85 that might sound insignificant to people that don't know about life cover though yeah. so there's not much difference between 85 when you look at a contract but Jesus when you get to 85 or 90 yeah. if you die at 86 87 88 and the one of the contracts you get nothing and the other policy you get a million now yeah. you're saying fuck there's a big difference between having a policy <laughs> to 85 or 90 if there's a million riding yeah. so that's why it's so important upon us why it's so important to get advice around these things I can't mention this no, but I know on Instagram on the Ask Paul channel on Instagram we always talk about we do free protection consultations so everything else is charged for so it's a financial planning service we charge a fee for financial planning but for te- protection it's always free the reason it's always free is that protection is the most important part of a financial plan it's not the pension the investment or all the cool sexy stuff it's just the basic levels of cover to make sure you and your family and your assets are protection so we don't want to put a price in there to give a price barrier so some people might be able to afford or might want to pay to get the advice so it's always free and I think people are sometimes saying we're trying to sell life cover we're not we're trying to make sure that people understand the importance of protection if they're going to get I think my practice is the best in the country. I genuinely do, but I explain this yeah. to people, and I'm so passionate about protection that I think if you're getting the if you're getting the information right, and you understand the contracts and make sure it's in your favour, but then I, I think that's what we're really good at, and I'm quite proud of it. I'm really, really proud of that. It should be. Um, just in terms of uh, people that are going for it. So, is there a difference with smokers and non-smokers or vapors these days? Oh, the well, okay, very good. Okay, very good. Is there Actually, a difference? <laughs> yeah. 
really 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 good question so if you're looking yes. at a, a non-smoker <laughs> so let's say that that premium typically speaking was for a non-smoker say so if I go back and I say right I'm going to be a smoker uh, or one out of that couple is going to be a smoker say it was a couple remember the premium was 45 euro it's probably going to jump up to about 80 quid what really yeah yeah How a many month, boxes which, is that? which is which is substantial over the term of the policy. And again, if you go back and you look at, say, both people were a smoker, the premium is going to jump up now to about 100 quid. So instead of paying 35, you're now paying 100 quid a month, which is 65 or 40 quid, sorry. You're going to be paying an extra 60 quid a month or 55 quid a month odd. So yeah, you're um, buying boxes of which smokes, is, which I don't even know how much they cost these days, and you're paying a premium. I couldn't tell you either. Yeah. yeah, you're paying the premium. And vapes yeah, and all so that, it's yeah. Quite, it's quite, sorry, uh, by the way, if you're a vaper, you're a smoker from the life insurance company point of view, so don't try and lie. They, they consider you. Sm- uh, even if it's watermelon a vapor smoker <laughs> even, if it's, even if it tastes lovely Paul you're yeah, still a smoker yeah. in their yeah. eyes so uh, don't put down a non-smoker because they won't pay the claim should that happen to you and that's a nightmare wow. for your estate good amazing. question didn't even think of that one yeah. well done so Paul covered quite a lot there uh, mortgage protection um, in terms of uh, couples and all these kinds of things but what, are people, what about the people who are renters long term renters and are trying to get protection what do they do do you think okay again this is a really good um, really good question. So renting, a lot to be, a lot to be considered. To be fair, so I'm trying to actually formulate this in my head. If you're renting, you still need life cover, okay? And the reason being is as follows. It depends on what your setup is from a family point of view. Let's say, Paul, actually, you know the best way to do this? Let's give an example. Let's say we have couple A and couple B and they're living beside each other, they're living in a state, two, whatever, four bed houses and they're living right beside each other. Couple A are married and they have three kids and they have a mortgage. Yeah, very straightforward. Mm-hmm. Couple B are not married. They don't have a mortgage and they have three kids. Okay, so big okay. difference here is mortgage, not married, mortgage, married. And how say, if the, I'm going to take the man in this example, let's say if it's a bloke, pass away um, and the other spouse uh, is left behind. The mortgage is cleared because the mortgage extra policy is in place. And also, as they're married, they're going to get what's called the widow's pension. Uh, and with three kids, about eleven or twelve hundred quid a month. So the spouse that's left behind in, in, in family A is kind of well set up. The mortgage is cleared if no more mortgages coming down on a monthly basis. And they're also up money uh, from the likes of the uh, the widow's pension. And also, if they had one of those policies I spoke about earlier on, Paul, the level term, they might have some extra money. They might have an extra fifty grand or a hundred grand in the policy. So they're mm. really secure house next door completely different situation because they don't have a mortgage and they don't have a mortgage section policy no life cover in place if somebody passes away one of the parents passes away in this example they're going to be left with the rent coming next month next month next month next month next month mm. so they're going to be under financial pressure straight away and also as they're not married uh, i don't know if i have a kick here uh you know catholic gardens but if they're not married they're not going to get the widow's pension Right. So there's no support for the state because wow. they haven't been married. So therefore, they need a lot more cover. So they need a life insurance contract, which what I would think of, when you're sitting down with couples that are renting, they say, right, how much is the house you're renting? Like, as in, what's the price of that house? So they say, oh, maybe 400 grand. Say, great, you need a 400 grand policy. Because if that happens to one of the parents, it means the 400 grand policy paid out to the surviving spouse, and now they go buy a house. Straightforward. Right. Yeah, And then they also need another type of life assurance, which is what's called income on debt benefit, which is provides an income for maybe 10, 15, 20 years. So if the kids, the youngest kid might be five, you say, we're going to give you a 20-year income on debt policy, which means that over the next 20 years, you're going to get two grand a month or three grand a month or 1,500 quid a month, which acts like the widow's pension. 
so there's an income coming in again. So do you see how important life cover is when I talk yeah. about these type of things yeah, now? Yeah. When you give that when you give that really big contrast beside family A and family B. Hmm. And that's why financial planning advice is so important, even when it comes to something as simple as a life product. And I said this when we went the mortgage episode as well. Uh, and the pension episode. It's not about the pension, it's about the financial plan and your advisor getting to know your circumstances. Now, if the two of those people were sitting there, those two families or the two sets of parents were sitting down with each other. I guarantee most likely that the parents that are renting probably don't feel the need for life cover because they don't put, if they had a mortgage, they would have been forced to have life cover in place and the mortgage is the legal requirement. Uh, so, you know, but it does it, it does vary as well, Paul, because some people will have life cover and work, believe it or not. So in work, you could have what's called a debt and service. So for Agba's sake, those that work for me in, in Fairstone, Ireland or in Aspal, they would have a four times their salary. So if someone's on 50 okay, grand, yeah. they'd have 200 grand paid out if they die. Okay. Uh, so there might be a little bit of life cover there. So not fair to say that all renters have no life cover, but they don't have mortgage protection, to be fair. Uh, and mo- a majority of them that I've come across in the past wouldn't have any protection in place yet uh, because they don't feel the need because they haven't got the mortgage yet, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, so I-, I would think that the policy is more important in that case if you're renting, especially if you have kids. It's really, really, really important if you have kids because if someone passes away, you don't want the financial pressure. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, that that's, that, that's sometimes important. And to Paul, you know, it, it's easy to talk about renters in that case, but just something to touch on there, which is the life cover uh, element of it. There's also, you know, I could go on and on. This pod could last another hour just talking about life cover. I mean, it's important for people just to reach out, get advice. But when it comes to life cover, there's also a thing called a, uh, they're going to confuse you all together here, but what's called a pension term assurance contract. Okay, now this is going to blow everyone's socks off. It's something to do with a pension, but it's typical Ireland and personal finance and how we make them a balls of things, to be fair. So a pension term assurance contract has nothing to do at all with pensions, but it's basically, it's that debt and service. So when I go back to debt and service, somebody works or asks Paul, they have four times their salary because we have a company pension plan and work that are linked together, okay? So that's where okay. the pension t- incomes but you being a self-employed actor for argument's sake you could take your pension term assurance life cover and get tax relief on the premiums basically is what it means paul and it's phenomenal and like i think it's less than five percent life cover in ireland has that debt and service or that pension term assurance contract because most advisors won't sell it because it's just too technical or whatever i don't know why they don't sell it to their clients it's ridiculous they should be and but yeah so it's really important why do you think because it's too technical just to say there i don't know i think so i don't know i think it's easier once you get technical with clients they kind of switch off if you're a bad advisor if you can't break things down and can't explain things to clients or you're on the internet you'll always go for the easiest policy to sell if you're a salesperson if you're an advisor and you're trying your best to advise your clients on their best policy for their personal circumstances because you spent a half an hour an hour whatever amount of time getting to know them and looking at their financial plan it's, uh, the, the, the pension term assurance contract is something that's so important because you can go up to 40% tax relief. So, do you ever mention that premium well, that was 50 quid a year on? Yeah, that would yeah. now be 30 quid. You know, you're getting 20 quid back off the revenue for the life of the contract, which is phenomenal. That's amazing. So, it, it, again, I could talk. There's there's a thing called Section 72 policy. We're going to be discussing this again yeah. later in the podcast. When we're talking about inheritance tax. Section 2 policy forms really, really good plans for inheritance tax planning, but we'll talk about that inheritance tax later. But I could go on and on and on for hours on the podcast. But what I really wanted to get around today was, and I didn't really think that the renters that you said there, to be fair, I wanted to talk about mortgage protection, the level term assurance, and if you need life cover. So we talked about mortgages a lot. But, you know, if you have kids and even if you have your mortgage covered, if you don't have extra cover and work, okay, the mortgage might be covered, but you still may have two or three young kids. So you might want an extra life policy that has 300, 400, 500 grand on it. Um, but again, I, 
it's hard to say in a podcast, Paul, because everybody's different. So everyone that's listening yeah. to this podcast, um, you know, they're all going to have their own set of be single, married, might be separated, divorced. They might have various different needs and protection that's required. Um, and it's making sure you're not paying too much or making sure the premium and the policy is right for you for the rest of your life and the rest of your estate as well to make sure it passes down. Because as I said earlier on, a life insurance contract not simply a tick-the-box exercise. It's somebody guaranteeing to pay your estate money when you die. And we're all going to die. So you have to make sure the policy is in your favour. Yeah, brilliant. It's a great kind way of that, a bit yeah. of a bum, though. No, no, that's great. <laughs> you're it's you're all going to die. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but it is. That's what sometimes financial planning... It's reality, is. yeah, yeah. Getting those weird... Yeah, it's the reality of I mean, getting it out on the table and having, having good discussions and letting people know, you yeah. know how they can protect themselves. And that's why it's called... This episode is called like protection. It's about it's not life cover because it, life cover is irrelevant. It's protecting your assets. So whether it's your house, your mortgage, whether it's your kids, um, and I know in a future episode we're going to be talking about income protection as well, which is a big one from uh, yeah. income protection is the most important product of all. Um, so we, we we'll probably discuss that in the next week or two as well. Yeah, and if anyone has questions on that as well, just send them into I suppose ask Paul uh, Instagram. Um, yep. Don't send them to mine because well, if you want to look at nice illustrations and super videos, you can look up Paolo Rito. <laughs> Any financial questions? Uh, no, look straight to uh, <laughs> keep them, ask Paul. Keep them to me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Okay, brilliant. That's brilliant, Paul. Thanks so much for that. And again, we're just trying to demystify things and try to understand that on layman's terms, particularly for me. Um, so uh, that that made a lot of sense and actually a lot of things I really had no idea. I mean, you kind of think you have an idea of some things uh, that you said yeah. there, but Jesus, there's a lot to it. Yeah. There is a lot to it, yeah. I just say, Paul, you follow on there, send me a DM, anyone's listening, and you have a question, yeah. or we will be discussing income protection and the inheritance tax plan and all that kind of stuff in the next few weeks. Um, if you have any questions or any feedback on how we're doing or what you want us to talk more about, um, just pop them in a DM to me on askpaul.e on the Instagram page and we get them in. And give us an L five stars there, yeah, whatever. Uh, but if you can get... Yeah, Wait, don't or, forget. But yeah, hold on, we don't do this enough, actually. Yeah, If yeah. you're listening to this, wherever you are, if you're driving, pull over and ride it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hello, that track. And just give us a, uh, what you call a, a review. Get off the treadmill. If you're on a treadmill, just stop the treadmill or come down to five kilometers an hour. Take a nice chilled walk. Take your phone out and write the podcast. And also say which poll you like better, and but you have to write a full name because um, we have a bet on, and whoever can get the most buys the points at the end of the season. So, oh no, that's wrong. No, whoever gets the least buys the points at the end of the season. There you go. I need financial planning on that. You can. You can see why I'm the finance guy. I end up buying the pie. Everyone loves me. Why am I buying them? No. Okay. Um, all right, Paul. Thanks a million for that again. Uh, lots learned. And um, yeah, as as before, you can check out the notes in the in the podcast section, and also yeah, drop us any kind of questions that you want. To. And also for future subjects as well. If you have any ideas or you want, to, if you're curious about anything we can cover on this podcast, just give us a shout. Thanks for listening to the Two Pauls on a Pod podcast. If you've liked what you've heard today, please don't forget to subscribe to more episodes. We'd love to hear from our listeners. So if you have any financial questions or if you have feedback from the show, just go to askpaul.ie or check out Paul's Instagram account on Ask Paul.